Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Quo Circa, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Quo Circa, and today I'm joined by James Masters of LRS. Today we'll be discussing LRS's strategy, the products it offers, and its particular focus on the enterprise market. So uh, welcome to the show, James. It's great to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I know you've got some great insight on enterprise requirements in print and output management. And for those not familiar with LRS, could you tell us a bit about yourself, your career history, and a bit more about LRS as a company? Okay, well, um, yeah, uh, I've been at LRS 30 years as as of next April. So, uh, yeah, uh, as we as we discussed during our, our briefing call, we, we've kind of followed a very similar similar career history. We both did computer science many, many years ago, and uh, I joined LRS after uh, after um, working for another software company in, in the same space. I worked for them for about four years straight out of university, and then I joined LRS um, as, uh, as a salesperson initially, selling into the Nordic Territory, and then I grew into the EMEA, the European management role, and that was from 1998, and then growing into the EMEA role, and then... And, grown into the Asia Pat role. So, so I am responsible for sales at LRS. As discussed, LRS was um, it has been kind of my history uh, and the company's history as well have gone in parallel with each other, but also in parallel that has gone the, the history of output, print, and, and later on scan management. So, and, and, and mainly for large enterprises. And the reason why we focused on large enterprises, when the company was formed, by three gentlemen, Mr. Levi, Mr. Ray, Mr. Sharp, hence the name LRS. And by the way, Mr. Mr. Levi is the sole owner of the company and he's bringing his family into the company. Um, they wrote a piece of software for a local electricity company to co- connect high, a high-speed laser printer, which is across the road from their IBM mainframe. So, so they, they, they wrote a piece of software to do that. And um, they thought at the time, well, hold on a minute, that piece of software, maybe other companies might might need that piece of software. So they then started selling that product to IBM mainframe sites around the world. And they started off with a relationship with IBM initially where IBM sold that product for them. So hence the reason why they focus on enterprises because large enterprise, the types of companies that would buy uh, a, a mainframe print management software product. So that's why how we got into the era of enterprise print enterprise print management. And that was in the late 70s, early 80s. I joined in 93 when they'd been selling their products through a, um, a distributor called Software Engineering when LRS decided to go direct. Uh, and for the next probably till the end of the 1990s, we sold our product to a very high percentage of the mainframe sites. I think... In in the states, they have at least eighty percent of the mainframe sites. Uh, in in Amir and 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 Europe and Asia Pac, they probably have probably around about fifty. So very big, large, large um, global organisations run our software. Uh, so then LRS grew that their, their customers came back and went, and we kind of worked with our customers in terms of what were the new requirements that came up. And the next requirement that came up, so, okay, we're running most of our big business application on the mainframe, but now we want, say, at a manufacturing company, wants us, we're, we're starting to run this product called SAP, or you've got these healthcare companies that are starting to run these products called Cerner and products like that. They're their big 
back-end business applications that were running mainly in the Unix environment. So they came to us and said, hey, you're, we're running your products on the mainframe. We'd really like to stick with you as an enterprise provider of output scan and print management, and we would like a product, say, for our SAP environment. So we wrote a product then to manage their SAP output. So business, you know, business critical delivery of output to laser, sorry, to to, to barcode and, and um, label printers in that environment. And then those same customers came back to us and said, we need a Windows solution and we want to use you for that. So we wrote a Windows solution for, for mainly for direct printing. And then the next question was, is we... We, we we now want a pull print solution because we want a secure solution. So we then and and up until that stage, which was kind of 2010, we'd written all that software our stuff. This is the first time we 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 made acquisition for an external product to provide a function that we needed. And that was as the new that the son and the son-in-law came into into the organisation was far more aggressive in terms of buying products. Before Dick Levi was a real technical person, wanted to make sure he wrote everything. But but that's when there was a bit of a change in terms of how we started developing our products in the enterprise space. And then the next step was a scanning solution. So we brought a scanning solution. So our company has evolved large global enterprises with lots of offices all over the world as we've grown with our customers. And one of the other things they required, they said, by the way, we also want a serverless solution. So the next step was, well, actually that step came after we provided a Windows solution, which is in the mid 2000s. We need a serverless solution. So then we developed our serverless technology and it's gone and it's carried on and moved on from there, really. Yeah, and that's a really fascinating history. And I think, yeah. you know, you've really explained how that kind of legacy um, infrastructure from mainframes to where we are today and how LRS has evolved. And, you know, you mentioned there the serverless printing, which we'll come to. Sure. Um, One of the other things I didn't mention, though, I'll just jump in there, is also we, we because we service global organizations, that means we've needed offices all over the world. Yeah, so we have, we, we, we have, we have four or five offices in the U.S. In the U.S., we have offices in most of the big cities in Europe. We have an office in Singapore. We have an office in, in, in Sydney because the companies that we service need that follow the sun service. You touched there on, on the fact that you sort of global footprints and locations all over the world. So um, can you give examples of kind of the type of enterprise customers you're, you're working in, maybe what type of verticals and how they've evolved with LRS in terms of moving from that kind of legacy mainframe environment to a, um, a more... Well, the, legacy, the legacy mainframe environment, as, we, as, we, as I stated before, is global companies, our global companies, and it goes across all verticals. So any global company that has lots of offices around the world with business critical backend applications would use our software. But specifically, we focus mainly on uh, banking and finance, manufacturing, logistics, and manufacturing could be a very wide definition of manufacturing. It could be anything, anybody that makes something moves it and sells it you know, globally. So that could be a pharmaceutical company, that could be a, a car component manufacturer, that could be a chemical manufacturer, anybody that produces a lot of stuff. But also in the government environment, we're strong in the government environment. So, so as I said, it goes across all verticals. Anybody that's got lots of offices around the world with business back-end business critical applications. Yeah, and I'm curious because you mentioned, um, you know, obviously the heritage around enterprise output management are you seeing um, a big change in terms of those 
global customers in terms of their output um, print volumes at that sort of enterprise level and how that's changed over um, the course of the pandemic in terms uh, of where we are now? I think if you look at it from a perspective of printing, those volumes went down in certain verticals. So, for example, banking and finance, people working at home, banking and finance uh, numbers went down. Uh, in terms of printing, in the retail space, they went up. Yeah, uh, but also output stayed the same. You know, we're not just we're not just about printing. We're a, we, we we provide a solution to manage all output in the digital environment and manage it, that capture it, transform it, and then deliver it to whichever platform you want to deliver it to. So the pandemic kind of balanced out. Some went down, some went up. Banking finance went down, retail went up, logistics went up. Yeah, so in terms of the, the cloud aspect, so you mentioned you made an acquisition um, there. So um, how long ago was that? And what kind of customers are you seeing that are using that and moving towards serverless print environments? Um, well, serverless, number one, we wrote our own solution for the serverless, but we did then buy a company that provided serverless solution as well. That was Serato in Sweden. Um, in the cloud environment, uh, I would say in the enterprises we are targeting, it depends what you mean by cloud. You know, For, for a large enterprise, they are never going to go to a pure SaaS model for, for, for output, you know, output management, because they've got back-end business applications that are really, really key to their, you know, to their, to their own livelihood. Um, in the, in the, in, so, so in these large enterprises, you have a real mixture. You've got hybrid, so you've got on-prem, off-prem. Uh, you do have some, some SaaS public cloud stuff, but it has to be very limited because in these large enterprises, because they have such specific requirements and tailored requirements, you can't have a vanilla one size fits all. It has to be, and it has, you have to have some way of being able to customize it. Um, so, so the cloud, what, what we recognized through the pandemic was most of the big enterprises that we were targeting at some stage, were going to go to the cloud, which basically meant they're going to probably pass it to somebody else to manage it. And also, it means they're going to take their devices off-prem. So they need to find a way to, to send their back-end business application output to off-prem devices. And that's where we locked down, in lockdown, our developments of our products say, we know our enterprise customers are going to need this because that's what they're telling us and that's what we've predicted. So we, we focus all our developments on providing a solution for the large enterprises moving to the cloud, which basically meant we're probably going to pass it to somebody else to manage and most of our devices are going to come, come off-prem. Okay, so that's interesting. So those large enterprises have actually have moved their output to um, off-prem in their environments to potentially another provider that's um, managing their output. Yeah. And in terms of what's um, driven that, because, you know, obviously with the pandemic and we've seen a change in user behaviour, the kind of a shift to digitization and so on. Are you seeing any particular factors that are driving digitization um, in your customers or many of them still heavily reliant on, on print to support those business critical environments? Um, you, you know, the push towards the cloud was obviously driven. It was happening before, 10 years before the pandemic. It was happening, but it was happening slowly. The pandemic really accelerated that process because so many people working from home effectively. Um, but it's kind of reversing a little bit. You know, these are, and, and it's for several reasons. One of those is security. You know, they are worried about the security of taking their devices off-prem. 
Um, and uh, and we're seeing was that that's why we're seeing this massive push towards a hybrid environment. Cybersecurity is a massive topic. We've got an example of one company in Switzerland, which was a pharmaceutical. No, it was, it was actually a chemical product provider. They had a cyber attack. Uh, all their SAP output and all their business critical output in all their branches and all their offices around the around the world relied on Windows Print Service to deliver that output. Those servers had a hybrid cyber attack. You probably heard of Print Nightmare. Yeah, 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 you know, it's fairly fairly common. And people, a lot of people, when they think of Windows Print Service, they associate it with with Office output. Well, a lot of these backend applications rely on those Windows Print Service as well to, to deliver the output. It wiped out all their business. They could not print a thing, not a single thing. So we worked with a outsourcer. Uh, well, actually, it was an IT services provider, stroke outsourcer, who said, hey, we've got this problem at this customer in Switzerland. Can you help us? And that's when we went in there and put in our serverless SAP enterprise-wide output management solution. Now, if they get an attack, they don't have an issue with printing. They may have an issue with something else, but not with printing. Yeah, that's a really interesting example of um, the the impact of print nightmare, because I think, like you say, there was this perception that it was more related to the office environment. But the fact that that had such a major impact on the enterprise environment and the fact, you know, we're seeing the same thing is that although um, cloud adoption is accelerating, there are concerns, excuse me, around um, security uh, data privacy and also data sovereignty in many cases. So that's leading to some companies moving their workloads back to on-premise, as you um, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. data yeah. sovereignty is an important topic. You know, the, there are still banks that we work with who, because you can't take the data outside out of the com- out of the country, you have to have a specific solution on a country by country basis as well. Yeah. So in, in terms of um, yeah, cybersecurity, definitely a major um, priority for companies when they're considering any um, technology solution. But we're also seeing sustainability creep higher on the agenda. And I think it does vary by vertical and, and um, by region. But I was just um, curious whether you're seeing um, sustainability being a, a driver for some of the um, investments that your customers are making in LRS solutions. Okay, well, there's two things I want to cover here. Number one, I come back to the security issue. One of the things we are seeing on the security side is during our when 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 companies are going through the buying process, they're spending a lot more time in the POCs and the pilots to check our products from a security perspective. Uh, and that again goes across vertical. It's definitely very strong in the banking environment, but it's also strong in the in the in the manufacturing space. We had one large customer that recently signed up with us, which is a manufacturer of car components uh, in France with hundred plus, I'd say probably yeah, hundred plus employees, offices and sales outlets all over the world. One of their biggest requirements of the POC was, can this product be breached from a cybersecurity perspective? And they did loads of penetration tests for, for probably three months. And, 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 and they found a few issues, but mostly the issues, there was two issues mainly, and it was on-device issues. Okay, so hardware. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Potentially. Absolutely. Now, coming to your sustainability question, we find the sustainability issues is uh, people always – for years have been trying to drive down the number of pages they're printing. Uh, and, and we are seeing a reduction in certain verticals we mentioned earlier, banking and finance. Um, we are seeing more of an issue on the sustainability side on the server consolidation topic. 
So there's another large, there's a very another large car component manufacturer based out of Germany, which had 700 Windows print servers. Okay, so you think about the environment, environmental impact on that. We took that down to six. Yeah, and I, I think that's interesting because when we, um, our recent cloud um, study that we conducted, we actually saw that a lot of organizations have actually been increasing the number of print servers because of um, they've actually been introducing more A4 devices or actually creating more of a distributed print environment, which has led to an increase in print servers. And I feel there's still a bit of a lack of awareness in terms of the potential, not only the cost savings in terms of serverless printing or print server reduction, but as you say, also the environmental benefits of moving print servers um, to the cloud. That, that, that's completely driven by the management at the top. Mm. You know, I, I, I've seen different types of organization that we sell to. Um, there's a couple of banking organizations in Spain, one that was very aggressive with that from the top. You know, digitization, one of the first pillars of digitization, you need to standardize your solutions. Because if you if if you haven't standardised your solutions and you've got siloed solutions, it's very difficult to pull that all into one digital backbone. But if you've got strong management that mandates that, then that can be done. If you haven't, you will continue with lots of siloed solutions. So you continue with lots of unstandardised solutions and lots of different pockets of information all over the organisation. So that comes down to strong management at the top. And do, do you feel just on that point, because, you know, it's, it's kind of that siloed approach versus um, a best of breed approach that can support all those areas. Do you feel that LRS then has that platform where it can support both the enterprise and the office environment through a single platform, also print and capture as well? Because I'd be interested to know how Absolutely. you approach that. Absolutely. So, so you know, um, that big car component manufacturer I mentioned in uh, Germany, which has got 300,000 employees globally, they were again very. They they, they have uh, consolidated all, and they've been doing it. The, this is one the, the the one company that we developed the serverless solution based on the fact that they'd implemented our solution. They were printing in all their offices their Windows output. They wanted then they then wanted to go to poor printing, and we were like, well, you might, you're going to have to put servers back in there. Well, no, we can't do that. You're going to have to come up with the servers poor print solution. So that's why we wrote one. Uh, now, where was I going with this? So, so remind me what the question was. Yeah, so in terms of the standardised platform that LRS yes. is across. Yeah, so they set up a group specifically to manage output, standardised output and manage output globally. So as they change managed print service providers, as their managed print service contract comes up for renewal, because they use our standardised solution, for all their poor printing and all SAP printing, which by the way, they manage probably 10,000 plus barcode printers as well. If they then change from say HP to Lexmark or Lexmark to Xerox, they still use our standard interface to do that. And they don't have to then go and re-educate the users with a new interface, with a new proprietary poor print solution. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because then there's that consistency in terms of platform, regardless of which hardware devices. But again, that, that comes back to education by the management team in those large companies. Yeah. And so I wanted to pick up on the barcode um, printers because you mentioned 
um, a couple of times. So could you tell us a bit about how LRS um, supports and manages barcode printings and it, printers and if it's part of a broader MPS engagement model that you, you take with your we are, we are starting to see some of the hardware vendors. So we, we have a very strong relationship with pretty much all the hardware vendors and we, we, you know, we've developed a relationship over the last 25 years. We are seeing some of the hardware vendors all barcode and label printers into their managed print service offerings. Which, which I think is a really smart thing for them to do because that makes them more sticky in that environment. Um, uh, barcode printing is really important. And the reason why it's really important, if it doesn't work, then some type of process stops in an organization. And what, what you tend to see is in organizations that don't use a product like ours, they would have workarounds. So, so say in a warehouse, they, if this barcode printer doesn't work, they'll have a spare one sat right next to it. They'll unplug it and they'll stick another barcode printer in there. What they need is some type of bi-directional communication between the application and the printer, which then says, hey, this barcode printer's got a paper jam. So then you can fix that quickly. That's why barcode printing is, is so important. So in the same way we have integration using, I don't want to get technical here, PJL support, which is a bi-directional communication with a laser printer. We have a bi-directional communication with, say, a Zebra printer or a Sato printer. So, so if it goes down, we know quickly where the problem is. And, and, and then somebody with a central console can say, that needs fixing pretty quickly. Get it done because it's stopping these trucks leave, I don't know, leave the warehouse to deliver the goods to their, you know, to their, their shops. Yeah, so it sounds like so LRS is really able to capture all these opportunities within, within these large um, enterprises in terms of their and you know SAP environments, barcode, and also office print. So, do you have a lot of clients that you're you're supporting in all of those areas? Absolutely, absolutely, a lot of them. Uh, you know, you can big oil companies, big manufacturing companies, banks. Although in banks you don't get very much barcode printing, but uh, yeah, a, a, a large proportion of the big manufacturing companies, big healthcare companies, uh, hospitals in the, a lot in the US, we're seeing a lot more CERNA and hospital applications in EMEA as well. So, so a big, big number of customers are using our products in those spaces. Yeah, and I wanted to um, circle back because at the beginning you mentioned LRS supports um, any output um, channel, regardless of whether it's print or digital, and I wanted to understand a bit more about the next, the next strategy for LRS in terms of what it's um, looking at in terms of new product development. You know, particularly we've been talking to um, some other vendors around AI and the the opportunities there around OCR and document intelligence. So I was just wondering whether you've got any plans or, or do you have some capabilities in that space? Well, number one, we continue to enhance the products we have today. So security is so important. So we have an end-to-end -end encryption for all our products. So if you're producing output in your back-end application, right to deliver the device, we encrypt all of that. And we'll continue to improve that all the time. It's really, really important and key to us. And integration with, 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 with things like AWS, uh, with Azure, all the, different, all the different cloud platforms, that's really important. All the different types of authentication platforms and things like that. And that's really important to us. And, and we will continue as our enterprise customers bring the requirements to us to enhance our products. In the space of digitization, we convert pretty much any data stream to any other data stream. So, so if you have an application producing some output, we can then create in a format that can be presented in any type of format. 
So, so that will continue to develop. On the AI stuff, you know, we've never really been massive innovators on that side, but as we get pushed by our customers, we will do it. On the scan side, we have data loss protection functionalities. So, so we can we can from a auditing perspective, we can basically trace who printed what, wherever they printed. Um, we can also look at if, say, somebody will take a copy of everything everybody printed. If somebody then takes that, we can we can find out who definitely took that document and printed it somewhere. So, so that's more moving in the AI space. Um, so, so AI specifically, I think the scan products will take us in that in that in that direction, especially from a perspective of of, of our own development. Because if you think about it, in the poor print environment, you've got a lot of new printers coming out all the time. How can we make sure we test those printers as quickly as possibly to meet the requirements of our customers as they roll those devices out? Yeah, and I think with AI, it's such um, a broad area. There's so many different applications from predictive maintenance and support to document intelligence. And I think you know it's still early days in terms of how print manufacturers are going to start adopting technology. But I think you know what you talked about there, just in terms of content security and data loss um, prevention, that's definitely an opportunity. To I, could, I could also see it moving in the space, you know, because we provide a central console, console to manage all the digital output in an environment. Uh, and with our new mission control product, we're going to we're going to be able to do that on a much more centralized perspective for several customers in a multi-tenanted environment. That's the direction the mission control product's going. I can see AI starting to fit in that in terms of predicting and 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 and, and identifying problems that occur so we can fix them as quickly as possible. I can see it going in that space, definitely. Okay, and um, just to um, finish off, it's been really great actually to understand a bit more about LRS in terms of its history and um, types of customers you're working with. Um, but we're entering the kind of uh, prediction season for 2024, so I'd be interested if you've got any uh, specific prediction you can share um, for 2024 for the print industry. Well, I'll come back to security again. Security is absolutely key because of what's going on in the world. You know, it's... Uh... It's a scary world we live in, and uh, the whole uh, cyber attack issue is getting harder and harder and stronger and stronger and more, more, more. You know, it's it's more aggressive, and we need to continue to make sure our products are as secure as possible. That's a very, very big priority for us. Print volumes are going to come down. They are going to come down. They are coming down, not as quickly as we thought they might. They're starting to pick back up because people are not working from home so much. I think more people are going to come to offices. You know, I think in the US, I, I was chatting with our, our CEO, um, COO, Greg Matthews, and he was saying, you know, in the US, they're definitely starting to see people pushing people to come back to the offices. So I don't think they're going to come down as much. But yes, security is the major issue, and that's the major focus for us. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what we're seeing is this return to the office. It, I mean, like you say, it's varied by region, but more companies, big tech vendors are starting to enforce. One of the one other thing, Luella, one other thing I, I'm seeing is is and it, and it's some a new direction we're moving in is the area of managed services. Uh, uh, two of our we 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 have a managed service offering now because people are coming to us to say, hey, you have all that expertise in your organization around the world. We haven't got the people to cover this. Can you can you provide that service? Uh, and and yes, we can now. Two of the largest companies. Where I, I checked this out before I came to the meeting. We haven't got many, but the ones we have got are really big. So two are two of the largest ones we've got are. I think they're in the top twenty largest companies in the world. 
One is a uh, petroleum company. The other is a uh, consumer goods company. So, so we're going to see more and more companies coming to us to want to provide managed services. Okay, so you're actually offering a, a managed print service, yeah. Yeah. service for those clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's you know it's it's uh, it's because of our knowledge in the space. You know, I've been at the company for thirty years. A lot of the people that work for us have been at the company for, for 10, 20 plus years. So there's an awful lot of expertise in the company. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's, again, um, kind of validates what we're seeing in terms of customers wanting um, deeper IT expertise from their print providers, print service providers. And I think that there's a real opportunity for companies like LRS to to really capitalise on that by delivering new service offerings. So I will definitely watch um, this. You're going to need more people, though. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difficult piece. Yeah, the talent. Yeah, I think that's, a, you know, the, 2024 is going to be another year of um, talent yeah, shortages and skills. Yeah, yeah, trying to address that. But, um, we need to get more young people into the organisation, you know. So. One of, one of our other issues, obviously, it just before we go, and I keep thinking of things as we go along, is mainframe knowledge. Okay. Yeah. You know, people say that, that the mainframe is still important. You know, it, it, it's still uh, probably 50% of our revenue. And our revenue is about 150 million a year. So maybe a little bit less, but uh, it's still really, really important. A lot of our mainframe customers are also coming to us to, to, to provide them with a, a path to, okay, we'll get rid of the mainframe. How do we do print in the open systems environment? So that's another big part of our business as well. Well, that's really interesting because I think, you know, there's always this, again, perception that mainframe and legacy infrastructure is dead, but there's obviously still a lot of big companies still very reliant on that. Just a bit like the print industry, you know, it's very traditional in nature and it's evolving. Um, Although I have seen, you know, we've seen a, a, a definite acceleration in that people coming off the mainframe, but it's still a really important part of our business. And it's the bedrock of what we do. But it sounds like LRS is really well positioned to take them on that digitized Asian journey in terms of when they want to move um, away and more towards cloud infrastructure and so on. So um, well, I'm sure we could sort of talk for a lot longer to understand <laughs> yes. LRS's technology, but it's been really interesting. I really appreciate you taking the time to provide some insights onto, you know, LRS's strategy and what you're doing with some of your, your big global customers. And um, we'll put some details of um, your products in, in the, the show notes. And I think it'll be really useful for people to understand exactly what LRS's um, sort of full solutions portfolio is. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely share that. But thanks again for, for joining me today. It's been really interesting. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You do a great job, Luella. So thank you for joining today's episode of In the Spotlight with Quocerca. For more information, please visit quocerca.com and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.